Hello, everyone, beautiful people, and welcome back to Last and Lessons. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing, for all the love that I've received thus far. Just make sure you keep subscribing, keep liking, keep sharing, and be your best self in doing so. So, this week's episode, I have a guest for you guys. Yay! So, just going to jump right into the show. I want you to introduce yourself to the people. Tell everybody your name. Well, good afternoon, everybody. My name is Lee Anthony Freeman. Uh, I want to thank Miss Adrian for allowing me to be on the show today, man. And it's an honor to be on uh, on this podcast. Okay. And welcome. Thank you for being my guest this week. Um, so you've already told everybody your name. Let's give us three things about yourself that you think people should know about you. I am an individual that like to laugh, that's very intentional about my lessons, <laughs> and <laughs> and um, man, I'm just a servant. I'm just here to please and here to serve, man. Okay, I like it. I like it. I dig it. Okay, so each episode is going to be uh, going to start off, I should say, with a segment I like to call "Let's Argue." Now, apparently. <laughs> In the social media realm, there is a there's this thing going on about unpopular opinions, and pretty much that's what this is going to be about. Um, an unpopular opinion. This week's unpopular opinion is going to be a fun one, kind of, sorta. Um, I've polled some people and I've gotten some suggestions, and this one I thought was very interesting. Someone said that every guy has at least three Beyonce songs that they jam to. How can that be you? Man, um, I don't know. I don't think that's too true for me, honestly. Like, I ain't, yeah, man, I, I ain't go ahead and listen to the Lemonade like that. But you, you listen to some Beyonce songs that you jam to. I know you did. Nah, son. Now, if you playing them or somebody playing them, cool. But I'm not about to pop in the playlist and just start jamming to Beyonce. Unless my boy Jay-Z on that thing. And then it's a different oh, story. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's yeah, interesting. Yeah. So you telling me you're not going to hear a song by Beyonce and be like, oh, this shit go? What I'm saying is I'm not about to be the one to start the song. I'm not about to go... <laughs> I'm not about to go look through some Beyonce albums like, oh, this is it. This is the one right here. It's a dub. You know I mean? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I wouldn't know because I'm not a guy. I'm also not a huge Beyonce fan. I'm probably going to be crucified for that. But I definitely think she's a, she's a phenomenal performer. And I saw a bunch of Beyonce songs that I jam to. But this was about the guys. And because you're a guy, I had to pose that question. So you say no. Nope. That's a okay. no for me, dog. <laughs> Heard you. Okay. So let's get into today's talk. Now, today's talk and topic is religion and love, or love or religion, however you want to put it. Um, so let me just start off by asking you, Lee Anthony, what type of religion, if any, do you practice? Uh, I'm Muslim, practice Islam. Okay. And how long have you been practicing? So I have been dibbling, dabbling with Islam for maybe two to three years at this point. I officially took my Shahada January 27, 2019. Okay, congratulations. Appreciate you. Um, 
So why, why uh, Islam? Oh, uh, well, I was raised Christian Baptist, of course, um, whole family, mother, you know, was going to the church for ages. Um, so point being is that I have not, as I stated before, have not always been Muslim. Uh, but there was just some, like all religions, though, there are some contradictions and conflicts and questions in, in which you're uh, posed. So for me, I separated from Christianity at 21. I am now 28. Uh, and then I just started on a voyage of just trying to search my truth. And that's what I, I think that's what it boils down to when, when it pertains to religion. It's like your truth. Um, and I think that the humans, or excuse me, yeah, humans should, should accept their, uh, a person's truth. But anyway, so I, I formed my own ideologies, my own concepts, my own theories. And um, like I said, I was dibbling and dabbling with Islam for a while. And come to find out, is, uh, the Quran just agreed to what I already believed, um, such as, I don't know what, Noah's Ark. Um, I did I did a history, pro- a research project on Noah's Ark about three years ago or so. And come to find out, and which I already, you know, again, my already thoughts was that the, the world didn't flood. I didn't, I couldn't understand that. I couldn't grasp a hold of that. Uh, that the whole world flooded. That just didn't, didn't make no sense to me. And so post doing that research project, uh, I've come to find out that there was a, a flooding many, years, many, many years ago, many ages ago uh, in the Middle East, the Mediterranean Sea or the Black Sea, I believe, flooded. Um, and then coming across the Quran and coming across Islam, I come to find out that the Quran is a testament and it, it speaks on that it was a flooding. However, it, it states that it was just a flooding in one particular area. Right. And so, again, why Islam? Because uh, it's, it's, I guess it's more logical and more than anything, I didn't have to revert on to or revert or convert to any belief more so than the belief this uh, already meshed with my already theories. Mm. Interesting. OK. Mm-hmm. OK. That's really interesting. Um, as for myself. I am not a religious person. I was not, and I, in, in your answer, your response, you said that, you know, you were raised a Christian in the Baptist church, of course. I wasn't raised in a church at all. Mm. So by me not being raised in a church, and I know there are some people who out there who weren't raised in churches and they still have, you know, religious beliefs. However, I was not raised in a household where religion or even spirituality was something that was uh, prominent at all. Um, my mm. parents didn't teach me about the Bible. They would preach things about the Bible when it was uh, relevant or convenient, but there was no practice. So I had no religious, I've never had any religious like grounding. And I believe that had a lot to do with my upbringing. And even as I grew older, I researched religion and I've never been interested in being a part of a religion because my take on it is that religion, because there are so many religions, there's no way to tell which one is the right one. However, I'm a spiritual person. So across the board, there are so many religions out there. And I feel that there are certain things in each religion that correspond with one another. And those are the things that are, I feel, are based on morality. And that's how I mm-hmm. make, pull, that's where my um, 
decisions in life come from it's from morality and spirituality more so more than anything being like religious because i'm not stuck to religion but i'm very spiritual person i do believe in a higher being um and i do believe in being right and i know what's right and what's wrong so i kind of lead my life in that way as opposed to being attached to a religion so it's interesting that you say that the that islam is something that was right in line with all all of your beliefs which which is perfectly fine i think for people who actually live by whatever it is that you know their religion uh, well, don't don't necessarily get me wrong. I'm not going to say all because, right, as I stated, I think one of the first statements that I uh, said was that there are some controversies within all religions, right? And so there are some things that I still have a hard time battling with. Uh, but for the most part, man, um, addition towards addition to the the series that was in line uh, for me is also community. I understand the essence and how essential community is. Um, and, and for the world, right? Lo- I, my personal belief is that love is the fundamental principle um, that brings mankind together. And so with that being said, community is essential, right? I need you, you need me. There's something that you bring to the table that I don't, I necessarily don't. Um, I can't, I can't look at the back of my head, right? And so with that, that, that analogy right there speaks a lot right because and and ironically right i can look at my whole body and tell you what's on my body except my face you know what i'm saying like i can't literally look at my face unless i look in the mirror and even with that you're not looking at yourself you're looking at a reflection right so think about um how funny god is in that way you know what i mean like in a sense that i need you to tell me what's in the back of my head right there, there's a component i need you to help me and, and grant me some wisdom right because i would never see the, the totality of who i am and so community man is like it's just certain things that um islam bring forth to the table like the integral facet uh, i remember when i one of the meetings that we first had it was probably like six of us in there and including myself and five out of the six were married married men excuse me it was, it was six men and five out of six was married except myself uh, the oldest had to be like 30 something. And on an average, the marriage, uh, their marriages was like eight plus years, right? One brother got married at 19, another brother got married at 17, another brother got married at 24, right? So like the understanding of the black family and again, the integral facet uh, is what also drew me to the religion. I'm not saying that that's not a Christianity because I'm sure there are pockets where that holds true. But um, for the most part, what I've seen when it pertains to Islam is that majority uh, black Muslims uh, are held at a high respect and understand the importance of character and stand on their character uh, more than I see in other beliefs. So that also played a role in them, too. Okay. All right. Makes sense. Interesting. Um, okay. So, and, and so... Pertaining to love, can you give me your definition of what love is? Uh, no, I'm saying. <laughs> no, but, uh, <laughs> you mean no? <laughs> man, I can't speak on what I don't know. No, but um. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. But I, I think that man, love is like how it says in the Bible: is that love is patient, love is kind. Um, uh, what is that? That's all I know. I don't know. So love is something else. Um, love is forgiving, whatever. Like. Love are these things, and, and it's unfortunate. I think there's a couple phases of love. I think there's two types of love. 
which the first phase is misinterpreted because I don't or misidentified. I don't think it's truly love, right? Where it's falling in love, and that's where it hurts and. You know, you don't have that time when you're with that spouse and you think you so into them and they're so into you and your, your heart get broken. That's falling into love. I believe the, the actual definition of love is when you rise into love, right? Meaning that I'm here to aid you. I'm here to compliment you and you compliment me. I'm here to embrace you and you embrace me and enhance me and I enhance you where we're growing together, right? We're rising into love. Falling in love is painful. Again, that was misidentified. I don't think that's love at all, right? Because how can I love somebody and disrespect them? How can I love somebody and cheat on them? How can I, you know what I'm saying? I can't love you and not love myself because I'm allowing you to do these things onto me. Um, so I believe that love. And then again, I can't be wrong, man, because I think, like I said, I didn't experience that fake love before where I, I fell in love. And that was the only love in which I know and the only love in which I can uh, proclaim at this point. So I, I don't know what it's like to rise into love, but from my understanding and, and my wisdom from different elders and my, like formulating my own concepts, I think rising in love is actually what love is supposed to be like and feel like. Okay. Now, you mentioned as far as what the Bible says, that love is patient, love is kind. Um, I'm going to actually put out something that I was educated on um, listening to Pastor Michael Todd, um, he's a pastor of the Transformation Church that I sometimes listen to on YouTube. I actually discovered him last year when I was actually trying to get more in tune with certain concepts that I feel like I was out of touch with to uh, better my spirit. And, um, and this is not information that I necessarily was ignorant to. However, it's information that was able to give it, that was given to me um, more in depth. So there are four types of love. And I want to start that by saying that love and value go together. Mm. Each type of love, love and value go together. So the four types of love are Eros, Storgi, Phileo, and Agape. Mm. Eros is erotic. So we all know what erotic love is. Mm -hmm. um, Storge is familial love. Mm. Phileo is brotherly, and agape is God's love. Now, I feel like, and what, what I want to focus on is agape, because no matter who you call God, whoever your creator is, God's love is God's love. And God loves all of us unconditionally. Whoever your God may be, our creator, and we're going to refer to, refer to him as our creator, him or mm -hmm. her, as mm -hmm. our creator because we don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. But we were made from love and they love us unconditionally. And anybody who is able to love has God's love in them. Do you agree with that? I agree completely. Okay. Because every person is created to love because everyone wants to feel valued. I say. You you agree with that? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So you say you pull your definition from love from your experiences and you know your elders and things that you things that you've discovered throughout your mm -hmm. twenty eight years of life. Mm -hmm. How does that correlate with the way that you treat your partner? 
As far as God's love? As far as that. So if you believe that God's love is the love that we all crave because everybody wants to be valued and mm-hmm. value and love are go hand in hand. How does that correlate with the way that you deal with the person that you're dealing with? Be it your, you know, someone you right. met, be it your, you know, girlfriend or fiance right. or whatever this may be. How does that correlate with right. that? So I think then then one has to also be a, be very aware that God is within all of us, right? And so we're seeking God love. We're seeking the love of another individual, right? Because we're seeking God. So one, so one then have to look for the God within their significant other, and seek and be intentional about the God within the significant other, right? So that's where forget. That's how forgiveness is 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 uh, comes into play, right? Because all right, yeah, you messed up. I can understand you're so much holier than 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 what you portrayed in this instance, right? And with that, also we understand that God is forgiveness, and, and we've gone one a time where. We ask God for forgiveness and be compassionate with us, right? So we need to be compassionate with on, with God. And again, you are God and God is within you. So I have to be compassionate with you. And so how do I align? I, again, I think it's understanding that you are not just a being, but you are holy, right? And, and you are God that is embodied inside of a human being. What's that statement I've heard all the time? It's like, this is a spiritual experience and I'm just, or no, I'm a spiritual being just um, uh, encountering like a, a, a physical experience or something like that. Like understanding that your partner is a spirit, is God first, and it just so happened that they're in, they're inside of this body. You know what I'm saying? And not, and not thinking that the body comes first. And so that's what I think, I could be wrong. Okay. I mean, like I said, nobody has all the answers. So that's why I'm just, you know, that's why we're having this conversation to see what, you know, what your opinion is, what your outlook is and, you know, how you see things. So in relation to religion, because you're a religious person, um, does your partner, whoever that, you know, whatever in whatever capacity, do they have to agree with your religious practices in order for y'all to be together? No, but you have to respect my religious practices in order for us to be together. Um, because now to to love me and not and to and pick and choose what facets of me to love, that's not love, right? And so um, you don't necessarily have to be Muslim. Um, I think I think as I continue to grow within my being, that it's sort of becoming a preference because I would like to be held accountable. Onto certain things, whether it's me praying, whether it's Ramadan being right behind, uh, right around the corner, it's like any type of uh, struggle or or journey that one faces. It's it's not easier, but it's more bearing to do it with another person, at least another person, right? And so again, my partner doesn't have to necessarily be Muslim, but it's a preference. But what is a necessity is that you respect my beliefs because I'm gonna respect yours. You get what I'm saying? Because again, like I said earlier in the conversation that. One's truth is one truth, and who am I to dictate your truth, right? In the sense that, um, and I end with that is the sense that, like, if if to you that apple is yellow and to me that apple is green, how dare I tell I tell you that that apple is green? You're like, no, no, that apple is yellow. Well, your truth is that that apple is yellow. You know what I'm saying? So, and I think that once people also come to that understanding and come to that uh, acceptance that things will be smoother when it pertains to religion. It's like, 
oh that's what you believe cool I still respect you I still love you regardless not that I have to force my belief upon you you know what I'm saying that's where the issues lie okay so if you were to meet someone that you know say say you met someone and they knew you were Muslim right mm-hmm. you vibing with them and everything the, the vibe is cool y'all kicking it and then it comes out that they're atheists does that change the mm-hmm. way that you deal with that person no nah, I'm not that type of individual right because um, as I, as, again as I stated early in the conversation that um, I took a journey right and so I separated from Christianity at 21 uh, I started reading and looking into different religions and beliefs and I came across different books and at one point I was an atheist at one point I was agnostic and then I finally came in into um, Islam right mm-hmm. so how, how dare I criticize or judge another person for not believing in in, in what I believe or not believing in God in general, right? Like, how dare you do such a thing when you were just that person not too long ago? If anything, I should be more, again, more compassionate because I know what it was like. I know what it was like feeling completely lost and feeling as though I am out here all by myself, right? That's a horrible feeling, like literally. All right, okay. I understand that. Um, So you said you wouldn't that you said that's not in your character. So if, let's say, you know, you find someone and they practice a different religion than you or they don't practice religion at all, how does that play and what are your um, beliefs into when it gets into uh, having children or having a family? How does that, how does that resonate with you? What, like, and you don't, I know you're not married or anything, but you know, say you wanted to get married and you married this person or thought about marrying this person, does their religious beliefs have anything to do with your decision to marry them, especially if you're talking about raising a family and having kids? Right. Now, that's a good question, right? And I think that's a question that every individual um, that is religious have to really consider um, because when it's all said and done, it's about what principles do you want to send your child? What do you want your child to take away? What do you want your child to know or learn? Um, and how do you plan on teaching that onto your child? And so, you know, at, at the beginning, and I still feel this way slightly. Like I just said, I don't have a, I have my preference is Islam and a Muslim woman. But if it all says down to like, who am, man, God works in such mysterious ways. You know what I'm saying? Like who, who, who says like how you gonna fall in love and who you gonna fall in love with if she's Christian, if she's atheist, if she's agnostic, if she's Buddhist, right? If she's Catholic, like if that's who you fall in love with, that's who you fall in love with. But there needs to be a common ground and there's need to be clarity um, in that. I think that is need to definitely need to be clarity and intentionality. Like, all right, well, if she's Christian. Okay, are we going to celebrate Thanks? I mean, uh, Christmas? Are we going to celebrate Easter? Are we going to celebrate these holidays? Okay, we are. Well, I also want my child to go to the mosque. Uh, I want them to go to Juma on Fridays, and you know, I want them to acknowledge and Allah. Are we going? You going to go to church? Like, so I think these conversations need to be had prior to even having children. Um, again, because it's about being intentional within your child's development. Mm, okay. So you don't think that? So do you think that that's something? That's a conversation that you need to have prior to even 
like getting involved with somebody to where a kid could come out of it or even getting involved oh, yeah. with somebody to the point where you're gonna you're thinking about making this your life partner man most definitely man even even outside of you don't even have to get that far like i meet women today uh if i don't have my kufi on you know it's conversation hey man i'm muslim or they notice that i'm muslim or you know what i'm saying like what's your beliefs how do you feel about this because unfortunately uh islam has a negative stereotype i think in some communities right and so like you know i don't pursue some women and they're like oh you muslim though right and i was like yeah she was like you know well i'm christian and i think you know you know we should be equally equally oaked yoked and i'm like i say like i respect that you know what i'm saying so um I definitely think that these conversations literally need to be had before y'all even engage any further. Like the same way you say, hi, my name is Anthony Freeman. Follow that. I'm Muslim. <laughs> like, how do you feel about that type? You know what I mean? Because if, mm-hmm. if not, um, y'all going to have difficulties in the long run that can definitely be prevented because there's going to be certain expectations that you may have onto that person or vice versa. That's not being fulfilled. Um, and that's all because you didn't communicate. And obviously, we all know that communication is key. People seem to lack that uh, heavily these days. So oh, that sounded um, like Shay. Who you just talking to? <laughs> I was talking, like I'm talking to the people. <laughs> uh-huh. That last um, brother. <laughs> listen. Um. So yeah, that's interesting that you say that though, because I've experienced instances where, and I've never dealt. I've never talked to any men who have been anything but, or claim to be anything but Christian. And my issue with that is that when I tell them that I'm not Christian, I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not Muslim, I'm not a, I don't practice religion. Mm-hmm. It immediately become immediate immediately Jesus Christ um, becomes an issue that they feel like I don't have any type of like uh, moral, moral right. guidance or anything. Yeah, right. right. And I feel like, first of all, that's an issue um, in it, in and of itself because mm-hmm. who are you to um, draw assumptions upon me just because I say I'm not religious? And I right. feel like I feel like religion, and it's like it's almost kind of like they feel like they can't connect with me, they can't love me because. I don't go to church mm. because, you know, I've been to church maybe three or four times in my entire life and they feel like they can't connect with me because they feel like I don't have any type of grounding, but they don't even give me an opportunity to uh, show that I have spiritual grounding. It's just that I don't practice the religion because I don't feel like I should have to conform to one one type of belief and one type of way of being. Because at the end of the day, you know, if somebody can scream that they're Christian all day long, but they don't follow the values of being a Christian by the book. So I don't think that it's fair for you, for anybody to disregard someone or say that they, they can't love someone or they can't be with somebody who has, has a different opinion on how that type of stuff goes. So as far as religion and love is concerned, I feel that no matter what religion you practice, I personally feel, and me not being a religious person, I could be wrong, but I feel that if 
you love somebody, that love should be unconditional regardless of what religion they practice. And and that's mm-hmm. why I asked that question of you because I don't know much about um, Islam. Mm-hmm. However, and maybe you can tell me, in the religion, does it teach you not to um, love and I don't necessarily, I mean, I'm sure it doesn't get into as far as like being like in an intimate relationship, or maybe it does, um, an intimate relationship with people. Like, can are you supposed to? Is it is it preferred? Is it, you know, written down that you are supposed to be with someone who is in line with your beliefs as a man? Right. Well, um, coincidentally that, a man can marry out <laughs> unfortunately a man can marry outside of the religion the woman can't hmm. so um hmm. a man can yes <laughs> marry a, a christian woman or you know a buddhist woman whatever but uh, a practicing muslim woman have to well not have to but it's expected that she marries inside of islam wow yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting within itself, huh? I see where that's about to go. But <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Well. So that don't but mean anything to you. <laughs> oh my God. And I see where I was going. But it's more so about uh it's about like uh guidance, right? <laughs> guidance so so this is this is my theory don't take this I haven't I got the question I haven't got the answer from my Iman yet or anything like that um, because I'm actually like I said I've been uh, to my Shahada about what four months ago so I'm still learning um, but what I done grasp a hold of so far is that we fully truly believe like I said in the black family um, and that, like how Jesus, peace be and blessings be upon him, stated that the man is the head uh, of the household or whatever the case may be. Uh, and so with that, and, and and that's, like I said, why I mentioned Jesus, because that's in Christianity as well. Um, so if I am the man, I'm supposed to lead you, uh, I'm supposed to lead you the safest and prosperous way onto Allah, right? And so... Um, and and down a righteous path, and so if if you are a Muslim woman and you date uh, a man that's you know atheist, you you the you know you're breaking up with the the purpose of life is because for us the purpose of life is not the purpose of life for us is to be the best Muslims ever, best Muslims right, and it's so happen that the partners come and they're supposed to aid us to be better Muslims, and so to be Muslim means to submit onto the will of God. And so the purpose of life is me to literally to follow the path that God has in store for me. And uh, and as the man, I am supposed to guide my wife, provide for her and protect her onto such a righteous path, right? And so that's why that is because um, even if I was to marry outside the religion, it still is expected onto me that I would guide my wife onto a righteous path where again, the, the wife, I guess, uh, or the woman, is supposed to be led onto said or just you know accompany the brother. Mm. So that's what that's about. 
That's interesting. So do you think, and this is probably way off topic, but mm-hmm. in, um, but do you think that, and I don't necessarily want to say do you think, but because I'm just going to say to me, it sounds like Islam <laughs> is a very patriarchal uh, type religion. Right, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Um, even, even if so, right? I think that we res- respect and oblige women at such a high standard, right? Even with being quote unquote patriarchal, right? So say, say I don't know. We let's put it in like levels. And so, like this, unfortunately, like the standard, right? Standard for the expectation and standard for women is low, the same way the standard for men is low. And so, if I'm at level 10, um, yes, it may be a patriarchal uh, uh, religion, but I am destined and supposed to level my wife up, if not have her up to like nine or 10, where, you know, in, in, in the rest of society, that's not the case for men anyway. So although this may be a patriarchal religion, quote unquote, I still feel as though it embraces and acknowledge and respects women more so than any other belief there is anyway, and even outside of beliefs, right? And so even if you don't practice a religion, uh, hypothetically like this, a couple that doesn't practice religion compared to a, 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 a couple that's Muslims, I almost assure you that that Muslim man respects and treats that Muslim woman at a higher regard than that that non-affiliated relationship. Hmm. That's interesting for you to say. That's that's arguable, of course. It's definitely arguable. Um, And my thing is, and that goes back for me, that goes back to the whole idea of people saying that they are of a certain religion, they practice a certain religion, and don't follow the religion the way that it's supposed to be followed. And I say that from experience because I have a uh, family member who married a Muslim. They were not raised Muslim, but they married a Muslim man. And, you know, I, growing up, I always heard about this individual, this family member um, being isolated from the family because of him being beat on um, from the family because of him, um, you know, and essentially from obviously from my standpoint, not being in the religion, I don't necessarily know if this is true. You can answer this question for me, but her being cheated on uh, because of the religion, because but then it's like I hear that, you know, um, Muslims can practice polygamy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and so the and honestly, it's, it's things like that, I feel as if like you're saying that you know, uh, within a uh, Muslim relationship, a relationship between two Muslims as opposed to two people who have zero religious um, affiliations, you know, the Muslims will will respect and treat their women a lot better. But from what I've gained from it, it's been the exact opposite. Mm, That's true. So now I think that you're absolutely right. And that goes back to, and even in the Quran, it said, the Quran states that, that Islam is perfect, not Muslims, right? So, which in all religions is true, right? Like the the, the religious, the entity should be perfect. Like the 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 
premise and notion which it stands on is great, is grand. The people affiliated with said beliefs uh, is the ones that disrespect or uh, discredit said entity, right? And so... So in the sense of like the, the moral compass, what it's supposed to be, right? What it's supposed to do. If you practice said religion to the extent of which it says and not try to take nothing out of context or try to put something in context, if you do onto it as it says it's supposed to do, all religious beliefs have the same, uh, preach the same principles, which is love. I'm supposed to love my neighbor as though I love myself and love myself as though I love my neighbor. That's what it all boils down to. Now, if you take that simple philosophy right there how isn't it perfect because that's all what it boils down to that's the only thing that all beliefs have in common now when you start adding on to different things and like i said taking things out of context or adding different notions and building different premises all pawn set notions then you start birthing something else okay and i agree with that and that's the and that's my whole reasoning for not practicing a religion because what you just said is to love thy neighbor as you would love yourself that that's morality to me. That's right. supposed to make the most sense. And in in regards to loving other people, and we're not even just talking about just intimate love. We're talking about just loving people in right. general. You love your you love your mom. You love your your siblings. You love your friends. You love your uh, intimate partners. You love your mentors. You love your teachers. You love people based on how you see them and how they treat you. So I feel like across the board, like that's something that, I, that's the reason why I feel like religion and love can be so, I, I, and honestly, I can't, I, I can't say, again, again, because I've never practiced a religion, but from studying it and studying how many different religions there are, how many different ways they tell you to act and how to be, it's like the things that are common across the board should be enough to have a good foundation to love someone. However, I feel like there are Christians out there who will not love anybody and refuse to even try to love somebody who practices a different religion or doesn't practice religion at all. And not just Christians, but you know, across the board as far as like any type of religion. And it's almost kind of like they want to maintain their um, their religious purity and. I don't think that that's fair to say that that's being a loving individual or being a Christian or being, a, you know, a Buddhist, a Muslim, whatever the case may be. I feel like that's not fair to say that that's what you are when you're not even being, you're not even given unconditional love to those around you. You're only giving it to those who you feel deserve it based upon your religious beliefs. So... Yeah, so that goes back to me. That goes back to say that, um, so the initial question that I asked as far as you um, not, or disregarding someone because they don't practice a religion, and you said that, no, you wouldn't. And, but you also said that the belief um, of the Muslim community is for the man to lead, you know, their woman onto the right path. So what does that mean in regards to your religion? Because if you because if you love someone and you're taking into account the fact that they don't practice religion, say you love someone, say you fall in love with somebody um, or you rise in love with somebody 
and you you know they don't practice any type of religion they're just a spiritual person and or they're atheists let's just go with the extreme that they're an atheist and they don't believe in any type of creator and uh, whatever else atheist believes um what is it that you as a muslim man are supposed to do to make sure that they are on the right path what is the right path right and so i think again as we both uh i believe that we both done agreed and attested to the fact the right path is moral integrity right uh high character and so the right path is love high character now if i don't have to identify it by being a muslim right i believe and again as i stated prior to that muslim agreed with already with my already beliefs meaning i was already a man of high character meaning i already loved my people meaning i was already doing said things and so it just so happened that there was a title that i felt as though was suited to represent who I am and what I, I do and the disciplines and which I respect, right? Because, um, and I think you could probably attest, I, we know that I have my flaws in some areas, and uh, but I definitely got better over time. But um, like I was already doing said things. It just so happened now that I just put a kufi on my head and that I, instead of just identifying them as God, I call them Allah and that I, I say certain praises and, and practice five times a day now. Um, but other than that, like I'm the same individual and so the right path again i say that to say that the right path is being a said person of high character right and so in the quran it also states that everybody was born muslim again understanding that the notion or the 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 um fragment of what it is to be muslim is a part uh one's submission onto god everybody was born uh submitting onto god but as we grew we then separated ourselves now we of course trying to find ourselves way back to god so the right path, like I don't have to say, hey, obey, um, come to the mosque with me and, you know, let's read the Quran. Let's, uh, you know, pray with me five times a day. Uh, you want to take your shahada? We don't have to do that. All I have to do is a prop, be a proper representation of a man of high character. And as a woman, a woman and as a man, both respect an individual of high charity, high character, high, high regard for themselves, um, discipline. Right. So. You know, you. Uh, I believe, and again, not just a woman, but a man will fall in line with such things as well, right? If I, if I'm, if I am this person and doing these things, you're gonna respect and love me regardless. And 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 if you are uh, not necessarily living right, quote unquote, you know, me being in your life, you're gonna change some things up because you, ah, nah, like I know he don't like this, or like, nah, I, uh, I want to, you know, damn, how do you love yourself? Like, you know, certain things like that. You're gonna evolve based on as long as I stay consistent with doing what I'm supposed to do regardless. And so that's the right path. It, it just so, you know, I don't have to identify it or name the street in which I'm on. I'm sure there's all there's always been boulevards that have no signs, yet we travel them. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. That's a good answer. Oh, that's really that interesting. That way. Yeah, that way. Interesting. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. <laughs> all right. Cool. So, that was a really good conversation. We're just going to move on into our next segment of the show. It's a very short segment uh, entitled Ask Adrian. So, okay, Adrian. <laughs> this is completely up to you. If you, I will give you a total of, let's say, two minutes. 
to ask me whatever it is you want to ask me and I'll just have to answer honestly if you have anything it doesn't have to be in relation to the topic that we've discussed today it can be literally anything that you think that you want to ask and maybe want the people to know or people might want to know um, yes, yes I have a question okay go ahead so what ignited you to start this podcast uh, what is your vision for it and um, do you believe that you can stay committed and what's the purpose, right? What's the mission? What are you trying to accomplish? Oof. That's a good one. Let's love it. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, me wanting to start this podcast has been something that's been on my mind for probably the past, I'm going to say, shit, three years now-ish. Um, when I started listening to podcasts, it was um, by reasoning or by circumstance, I should say, because... I was in a place where I was completely like alone in mm. probably every and like physically um, and I want to say maybe like emotionally and spiritually I felt like completely alone and I felt like I was to the point where I needed to start listening to something every day to help me to help keep me moving so I got into listening to podcasts and I really enjoyed it. And it was, it went from one to like seven to like 10. And I feel like I listened to like maybe 15 to 20 podcasts, um, on and off every, you know, every, every day, every week. So me starting this podcast, honestly, it was because I've been a very, um, suppressed individual. I feel like um, I, I didn't have a lot of uh, confidence stored in me from a very young age, and that was then that's for another that's for another show. Um, <laughs> but uh, I felt like if anything, if I could do anything, I would definitely want to reach people in a way that would make them feel connected to me and make us all feel connected. And what I mean by that, and the reason why I started this podcast specifically in the way that I'm conducting it is that we as human beings don't realize how much we all have in common. Mm-hmm. And I think that me, by me starting this podcast, I, I want to, I, my purpose was to share my experiences with people um, and let them know that like, as, and as much as we like to think we got our shit together, we don't. Right. And as much shit as we deal with on a regular basis, it's like, you know, we can get, we can go through a whole bunch of shit. And as long as we get through it, we can laugh at it. So that was, that's my whole purpose. And honestly, I've, I think I've experienced some real unique shit in my life to the point. Mm. Where it's like, you know, I should just share this with people because like, I, I feel like I share so much with myself. So many people need, I feel like people, more people would benefit from me sharing with them. And, mm. um, and so honestly I and like I said in the intro episode like if I reach if I touch and reach one person if I reach like a thousand people if I reach 10 people 20 whatever like I know I've done my job with this show so that was the whole purpose of it and honestly I'm just looking forward to it being something that can help me because because I feel like it's going to be extremely therapeutic and then on top of that something that can help somebody out there as long as i help somebody touch somebody in whatever way um then i'm happy you know what i'm saying and i feel like this is probably the best way that i can be connected with like my community um wholeheartedly and like 
I want to say it and be as raw and as real as possible. So that's the short answer. <laughs> no, that's real. That's real. That's good. That's good. I, I definitely want to commend you and affirm you for for making such a podcast and being so vulnerable with the people, right? Because. Uh, I once heard a long time ago, right? You speak from your higher people, hear you from theirs, and that's all we have. I think that's what's going to heal the people today in society is us uh, vulnerably and blatantly and unapologetically being ourselves and showing who we are and what we've been through, right? Because our stories are a testament for other people to grow. And so, man, I, like I said, I just want to affirm that and uh, for making for you making such a, a um a, uh, a, uh, making such a sacrifice and having such courage. You feel what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah man, appreciate you. <laughs> right, right. I, I know. Okay, right. okay, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate you for that. No um, absolutely. Um, I, I appreciate you being my guest for this episode. You gave me a lot to think about. I hope, I hope he gave you guys out there a lot to think about. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess that's gonna wrap up this week's show. Be on the lookout for any further announcements um, in the upcoming weeks and definitely for the next episode. I appreciate all of you always for listening and subscribing and liking and please do not hesitate to share with your people because this is exactly what I need. I'm trying to build this community in the best way that I can. Um, yep, guys, so that's going to wrap up this episode of Last and Lessons. I hope to hear from you guys, and I hope that you guys tune in for the very next episode. In the meantime, guys, have more laughs, drink more water, create less stress, and always be blessed. Peace. Peace.